You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever listening to, you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Welshie, g'day to you. Very g'day, Tony. How are you? I'm excellent. Lyle, g'day to you. Hey, how you going, boys? Excellent. Now, while we apologise for being back on the uh, Zoom for this episode, folks, but a bit of COVID is uh, running through my four walls, so it was a bit Sick hard for the boys to get into the studio. But anyway, Seeped here we into are. your house. Yes, exactly. But I still haven't got it. Yet. I have a superhero. I have a superpower. I'm sure I have. I reckon it's all those five-hour-old dim sims you've eaten over the years, Tony. Yeah, it's true. You've Possibly. Been, you're, yeah. Um, you're probably immune to everything because you've caught everything. Yeah. Maybe you were patient zero. Well, maybe I was. <laughs> Everywhere you left during the lockdowns became a tier one after yeah. you left. Yeah, we know that. We know that. <laughs> uh, oh, you, you you were ticking them off, the tier one <laughs> sites in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there was no use in news telling me. I could tell them. <laughs> uh, that's all that happened. Tony checked in and it was a exactly. tier one. Hey, we thank our great friends at the Australian Wrestling Network, who, of course, uh, support us dearly. And if you want to see any classic Aussie well, wrestling, the new Wrestle Rocks up there. Oh, there you go! What a great, uh, what a great episode that was. So it will be. Was to see Lockie versus um, Crackerjack. Crackerjack. And the Arm Wrestling weren't... Challenge. Yes, which was amazing. Shout out to Anth Cava. That was. Uh, I really liked that. Yeah, very clever. Uh, great episode with JXT a couple of weeks ago, boys. Yeah, uh, really good feedback on that episode. Um, I know that JXT's been getting good feedback as well for how honest he was and how open he was. And yep. yeah, I really, I always enjoy talking to JXT. Yeah, we always do. And uh, now today's interviews are a little bit different. Well, she tell us what's happened here. Well. Um, I'm not sure yet because we haven't recorded them. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not 100% sure who we're talking to. But Lyle and I have gone down to DMDU's pop-up show in yep. Williamstown to talk to some of the competitors from Australia's first ever War Games match. All right. Well, let's have a listen to those this Saturday. fantastic interviews from Williamstown with the boys and the DMDU crew. Right, we're here at DMDU and we are with Joel Bateman, Damien Rivers, Howdy. and the Deathmatch Champion, Callan Butcher. How's it going? Thanks for joining us, guys. 
Mad Earth Society. We believe in a Mad Earth. Orko <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have good ideas. So. Uh, yeah. No, Orko has great ideas. Bad ideas can become good though. So we wanted to do some pop-up no-ring stuff. Obviously during COVID we watched a shitload of DDT and Choco Pro. And I, I'm a big fan, I guess, of obviously with DMDU. You saw a bit expanding the definition of professional wrestling as opposed to narrowing it. So we're doing wrestling on a weeknight in a barbershop without a wrestling ring. It's going to be awesome fun. Can't wait. It's cool to do something during the week. It gives wrestlers a chance to make more money during the week. And it's something completely fucking different. And hopefully it takes off because it is like drag and drop pro wrestling into, I guess, any space you want it to be. Being a deathmatch company, someone getting your hair cut tonight's not out of the question anyway. Scalped. Um, the haircut, yes. Scalped, no. This is I, this a lot is, of utensils in there. I've seen. Yeah, but this is the more. I get. I don't want to call it family friendly. This is going to be lots of fucks and shits and awful language. But no, no glass tonight. How do you find a venue to uh, cooperate? Break in, don't you? you needed, a, needed, <laughs> needed a haircut. I needed a haircut. Um, yeah, these guys uh, started kind of just coming out of the pandemic. Uh, La Bodega in Williamstown. Pluggity plug plug. Um, and I came down for a beer and a chat. And as you always do, oh, what do you do? Oh, yeah, you know, I run a wrestling organization. I'm a wrestler. Hey, do you think you do wrestling here? You always look around and you go, sure, why not? Um, and then reverse engineer a concept that fits in a barbershop. Well, it's funny because I was at my barbershop um, a couple of weeks ago. And they were planning on going to the show this Saturday. Cool. Because someone... I think someone in this group went and got his hair cut there. Does it anyone? Does it, it definitely wasn't you. <laughs> I shaved mine at home. Well, so. anyway, someone who was in the who's in the match. I don't know who it was. They said was telling them they were a deathmatch wrestler and to Fuck. go to the show. Oh, it might have been me, to be honest. Wait, where's your, what's your? Tim Footscray. Tim Footscray. That wouldn't be Johnny, would it? Uh, Sweethead. Sorry. Sweethead. No, no, it's called Blunt. Kenny gets we're, not, we're not plugging all the barbershops we go to, are we? Oh, we're always fuck, yeah, we're only, we're only, we're only always promoting plug one. Kenny. Always plug Kenny. <laughs> um, it's probably Hawker. Actually, it might have been Hawker. Yeah. <laughs> so, Damo, you've been out for a while and you're, you're back now. Yep. What's it been like to establish DMDU and then have to take time off, like, almost immediately? Look, it, um, it wasn't fun, to be honest. Like... I had some stuff that I had to tend to outside of this place. I went and had a kid. Well, I didn't pop out a kid. My Congratulations. Did, but, um, it was just all, I suppose, the timing of it. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, this was something that I kind of always wanted to do um, in this setting. And then you know, life kind of happened and I was sidelined. And just kind of making sure the baby settled in in the first few months. Priorities. Yeah. to sit on the sidelines and watch everything go by and all the huge things that DMDU were kind of doing without me really sucked so I was like oh that'd be really fun it was just it, it was what it was like do anything about it life happened couldn't be a dad so there are positives to it yeah <laughs> I was going to say you did the right thing you took a couple of months off I, we had Joel some, doubled down we had Sam we had Sam <laughs> and I didn't dream three weeks later. you fucking idiot <laughs> um like to come back and have to re-establish the character like um because damien rivers is is different to the damien rivers that we last saw um exactly honestly it's kind of just gave me some time to sit and think and just be like all right i need to reevaluate my life i need to see where i'm at i've got a kid now probably change my perspective on some things but um all in all I'm out and do me. I'm yeah. not wrestling any different. I'm still out to hurt motherfucker. That's what I do. Just 
you just doing it to, to worse people now. Yeah, I'm just a bit friendlier about it. <laughs> Having a baby changes a man. Um, talk about tonight. Uh, you know, putting a match together or you know, using your environment. Is that does it get the juices flowing? Like walking into a place like this of what I'm going to use against my opponents. I mean, I'm sure I can find something <laughs> to use in a barbershop that's going to get me in all sorts of trouble. Sorry, John. Don't apologise to me. They're going to have to hose this place out. Uh, <laughs> you're friends with me. I get to leave this place scot-free. <laughs> they're, they're used to sweeping up um, you know, hair and stuff. I think a couple other things might be uh, on the ground it's after tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. It might even be mine, but that's not and Callan, yes. you've got a trip to America coming up. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about that. I uh, don't have a trip. No, to he America. doesn't. No, he doesn't. Oh, you missed that today. Uh, yeah. Yes. When you deal with Ian Rotten, these things tend to happen. Um, Bastards. What's happened? Uh, essentially, uh, promoter of IWA Mid South has not been paying his talent. Oh, then uh, it's probably best not to go over there. Yeah, um, Jake Crest, who was their heavyweight champion, put up a video yesterday around lunchtime of him uh, saying that he's been waiting on his money for four weeks uh, still hasn't been paid and then poured gasoline all over the title belts and set them on fire Jesus um, the old Stan Hansen yeah Could you just, so, uh, hope he mailed the ashes back um, <laughs> well that's un- un- unfortunate uh, it, is, uh, it is what it, it is you like. know but better to uh, find out now than get all the way over there and Get no or to money. get to the airport and they haven't got tickets. Well, yeah, exactly. you know, that uh, too. So, I just um, said to Callan, I want to pawn those belts. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted money, I want to pawn those belts. Um, I, I, was, I was messaging pretty much daily, like, any info on the visa or the flights, and just, like, after a few weeks of it, I kind of got the feeling that it might not happen. And then, yeah, I woke up this morning and all shows postponed. IW Mid-South might not ever run again, uh, given that he owes a lot of people money. And can't even give fans more tickets for King of the Death refunds. Yeah, he might be going missing. Yeah, so um, I don't have that, but luckily enough, uh, next month I will be in Scotland and the UK. And that's cool. Yeah, I've got, um, got a deathmatch title defense against Clint Majera for Kumite. So that's really cool. Uh, we have to defend our Australian deathmatch title on another Make continent. it a world title. Yes. Exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, hopefully, I come back with it. Um, but well, what happens if you don't come back with it? Uh, then I guess Clint is going to be paying for flights pretty often to get down here. Because um, he has to defend it. Clint, Clint arguably is one of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world. Um, easily one of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the UK. So that's a big challenge for me. But... Well, how pissed off would management be if you came back and you've lost the title? I, I speak for everyone in management. Say, so don't lose the fucking title. We literally can't afford it. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least you'll be able to do more shopping because your bags would be lighter. That's, oh, yeah, be so yeah, much lighter. Bring, bring a lot back. So yeah. heavy. That's um, but no, I, I am. I am proud to represent Australia and be the Australian Deathmatch champion. And I've been through a lot as champion, and even to get that title. Uh, beat somebody go through a lot every uh, single match it's fair to say <laughs> um, I beat both people here in the dream to get that title yeah we're not yeah. Um, we're, we're <laughs> but so, look the three of you are friends again and you've got a big match this Saturday against one of my close personal friends Lockie Hendricks he's a piece of he, shit he hasn't spoken to you for a long time 
It's not true. Uh, he only we, hangs we, around we, with good people now, so he doesn't answer your phones anymore. I mean, I wouldn't call, consider Mitchell Wright, Katie Locks, and Hector Jones good people. Good people. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Consider them scum of the earth. But that's <laughs> I was more saying, well, she's not a good person, to be honest. Um, Are you the fifth member? I could be. Could be. You kept that fucking quiet. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Awesome. <laughs> What's well, a fucking cake for us? Well, five. He's going to yeah, take a lot of punishment. I'll bring, uh, the, I'll bring the fuck whacker with me. And... <laughs> no, but talk about it. You're, um, you know, well, two ring. We got. We, we've got war, war games. games. Yeah. This is this is huge. First war games in Australia. Yep. First yeah. war games in Australia. Two rings, steel cage, platforms on top of the cage. We're recording yeah. an interview. Go away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in an alleyway no. recording this interview at the minute. Uh, Talking about the terrible punters. ideas, like that could be awesome. Like obviously, war games is a, is a fucking cool idea, but two rings. Yep. Have we thought about how we're sticking these rings together yet? Uh, well, you can only get them so close. Yeah, I, like the things that keep me up at two in the morning isn't the fact that like this has been building for eighteen months and Lobo's coming out. Well, the thing Lobo's coming out of time in that case, yeah, but not. But uh, the other thing is, uh, how's this all going to work logistically? <laughs> is that two trucks or is it two trips? How, uh, how do you it, get the... it is two trucks, a van, and a couple of trips. Luckily, the the, uh, the gentleman who's built the cage will deliver it on the day, so it's only my problem after the show. Okay, um, and so it will be my problem after the, the cage. Show. Uh, who's made the cage? Uh, a friend of mine named Charlie. Uh, on your Charlie. Yeah, I got a friend called Charlie. Yeah, but, well, he, he doesn't do it professionally. He does it as a side hustle. He's the same madman who made the shark cage. So, uh, you know, it's quality uh, implements of destruction. It's not going to fall to pieces. Uh, but yeah, proper full cage. But it, it's crazy. It's the first time. You know, this is the biggest show I've ever put together. And obviously, you know, we've spoken about the things that I've done. Uh, and it's the biggest show that you know you, you two have been a part of and put together as well. Um, Kellen and Damo, like the pressure's fucking on. Um, <laughs> now it's raining in this alleyway. Yeah, I was going to say, it's an audio medium, <laughs> so you can't see all of like the air traffic signals to try and get out of the rain. But um, Yeah, it, it's it's super exciting. Um, and, you know, the, the video package, did it go up this morning or did it go up last night? I went up last night, and it's really fucking good. Yeah, quality yeah. work. Yeah. Um, what is it? Misfire Digital? Yes. Misfire Digital, Digital did a great job putting it all together. But it, it really sums up everything that it is like well, we had a, a list of questions that we all had to answer and we all kind of answered the same way you know win lose or draw this will be one of those things that hopefully is talked about for the next 20 years like the match that inspired all of us to do this has been talked about for the last 20 years yeah now talk talk us lobo coming back uh teaming with him you know obviously everyone here what does he mean to all of you That's yeah what I want to know. yeah uh, for me personally in a wrestling sense, Lobo's been like a father to me, almost. Like, since one of my first days down at Hitman's, Lobo was there, and he was always giving me feedback whenever there was any negativity in locker rooms and stuff. He was always a very positive happen. note. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like to see Lobo come out of retirement is for this match, and I get to team with him. It's absolutely insane to me. I, mean, I shouldn't be here doing this, but I am. So. Yeah. What about you, Damien? Would you have thought you'd ever be in a match with Lobo at this stage? Obviously, no one, you know, wrestling fans wouldn't have thought he was coming back. You know, Wrestlers didn't think he was coming back. <laughs> no, not at all. I think Lobo knew he was coming back. 100%. Um, I, I never in a million years would have ever seen it coming. I, I was at the last time uh, Lobo wrestled, I, I was on that show, and... Um, even then, I thought that was crazy, just being on the same show as him, let alone being able to team with him. 
Um, and then just through the last few years, being able to work with him in a backstage sense and kind of getting to pick his brain. He's, he's, got, he's so learned, he's got so much to teach and so much information that he's ready and willing to pass on. And like the legacy that he's left in this country is um, undisputed. Um, like if it wasn't for that match that we keep referencing, yeah. it, it's highly likely that we we may not even be standing here having this conversation right now. It, it meant that much to this country and especially the people in this match, at least half the people in this match. Um, it, it, it's a big deal. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that match, uh, not only in Australia, I mean, that match was seen around the world. We've interviewed wrestlers from other countries who've referenced that match. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the whole thing comes full circle. I was front row for that. Like, I, I was a teenager, front row, and got to see that with my own eyes. Oh, hi, Jules. What? <laughs> you were Jules. <laughs> what year was that, man? 2002. I was six. Yeah, I know. Oh, you don't have to bring that kind I'd, of stuff I'd, up. I'd yeah. already started training. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, I was already in my 40s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you were born 40. Um, but you look good for however old you really are. 90. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a massive, you know, influence and moulded me as a man and as a person. And it's, it's super cool to, you know, have Mad Dog in there as well. But Lobo kind of feeling compelled to stand up for what he believes in in this match. You know, anti-deathmatch party started off as, you know, a thorn in all of our sides. And Gore dropped Mitchell right on his head on the first show 18 months ago. But now it, it's kind of ballooned on both sides out to the point where, some, you know, someone like Lockie Hendricks feels compelled to take up arms with anti-deathmatch party, obviously being on the run that he's been on for the last 12 months. And then on the other side, on our side, uh, having Lobo feeling so compelled to stand up for what he believes in in deathmatch and, and join in to us. So, you know, it, it couldn't have come together any more perfectly than it has. Now, anyone that's met uh, Lobo, he's a very humble man. Was he humbled by the reception he got when he walked out? show um, um, when he came out with that, it. <laughs> was that an emotional night uh, there is photos and footage of the five of us standing in the ring and three of us are in tears yeah like, uh, I, I couldn't keep it in during that brawl you could keep it in during that I had brawl the biggest match of my life straight after that <laughs> and I had to get to the back as soon as I could and try and dry my eyes because I was just in the ring Lobo coming out of retirement so yeah, it was it was very emotional. Um, yeah, like, still surreal. Yeah, you could feel it in the crowd. Um, you know, this is a mythology of Lobo. Some some fans will never have seen him wrestle, but heard of, heard of him. A lot of modern fans you know, won't have seen um, him But he had a presence as soon as he walked out, and I think you know everyone in the ring felt it straight away, which you know conveyed to their fans. So you know, it's um, it, it's crazy. So humble, he thought no one was going to know who he was. And, yeah. and he's like, How is anyone going to know who I am? My last proper match was over a decade ago because I said, Ever like from the second that match didn't happen, everyone on this roster has been telling everybody who you are. That's hilarious because when, when we interviewed Lobo, I know that our numbers popped extra high because the and, and it happens every time we get one of the guys from that era on because people understand what. Lobo especially, but by extension, the rest of the locker room at that time did for Australia. I remember Lobo earlier that day saying what Joel said, like, I don't think anybody's going to know who I am. And then 
two seconds into the video playing, I heard somebody in the crowd just shout out, is that fucking Lobo? <laughs> and just as soon as that happened, I knew that... Well, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a moment that we'll never forget. Yeah. So everyone's been saying really nice things about Lockie Hendrix recently, and he's been parading around as the good guy and the wrestling lover everywhere except for when he gets here what, what do you what do you think about everyone else getting sucked in by Lockie Hendrix at the it, it, it all comes down to a difference in ideology right Lockie Hendrix loves professional wrestling Lockie Hendrix doesn't think deathmatch is professional wrestling and that's the crux of the whole thing they don't believe that what we do is legitimate and that what we do matters and you know we believe very strongly uh, in the other side of the camp. So, I, Lockie's on the right of light. The match he had with Matt Hayter at Renegades was fucking insane. It was a great wrestling match, but that's the thing. He believes that's all wrestling can be. I, I would hazard a guess. Didn't ask him. Don't talk to the gentleman. But he's probably got a problem with us doing wrestling in a barbershop on a Wednesday night because that's not what he believes wrestling is. He's had some questionable haircuts, so maybe he doesn't go to a barbershop. That's accurate. <laughs> but, yeah, do you know what I mean? He probably doesn't think this is wrestling. He obviously doesn't think deathmatch is wrestling. So he, he can chirp as much as he wants, but it does. It comes down to a difference in ideology. And it'll be who is right and who is left <laughs> after the match. Yeah, look, Lockie and I go back long way, probably longer than most people realise first time I ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring Lockie was, Lockie was there and me, him and Mitch Waterman were in a shed in sunshine <laughs> busting our asses every week so like I, I, I know Lockie and I've known Lockie for a long time um, I don't know what's up with him uh, I don't know if it's deathmatch that that's his problem I don't know if it's DMDU that's his problem. Because, to me, and I, I look at Lockie, and I've followed Lockie's career for a long time. Like I said, having known Lockie for a long time, I've followed his career. And he retired an Australian fucking legend in a deathmatch. He can't fucking hate deathmatch wrestling as much as he says he does. I think his problems are much deeper than that. And, um, Maybe they scare him because he loves them too so much and he doesn't want to admit it um, he's a bit hypocritical I'm not sure but um, <laughs> it'll be interesting I'm, I'm very interested to see what Lockie's got in the store on Saturday alright so for people listening there's still some tickets available there's, where is the show show is at Westgate Indoor Sports Complex which uh, as the crow flies about 8 minutes from where we're standing um, in Altona which is in the inner west for Melbourne um, yeah there's uh, last time I checked I think there's maybe 50 seats left uh, and they're standing around so it's looking to be a big crowd. Uh, it's going to be a crazy event. The undercard is also it's pretty sick, yeah. insane. A 10-person touring scramble, um, which is, again, a long line in the dumb ideas that we have. Someone's <laughs> brain's going to explode watching that. Match. Yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like we have J.K. Moody back uh, oh, in Yeah, that's Melbourne a good, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, so like that's one, you know, J.K. Moody going under the radar. JXT and Shazza McKenzie look like they're going to settle their thing once and for all. Uh, Kid Valiant and Gore that's now, you know, played on for a couple of months after Royce retired. You know, they, they, you know Kid Valiant gets well, another shot at the top. Kid Valiant might need to retire after that. He might not have a choice. Um, <laughs> and then obviously, you know, BDE and Spent Youth in a Street Fight as well for the uh, the tag titles where BDE um, are putting it all on the line uh, in that one. So, and where can people get their tickets? Deathmatchdownunder.com.au Sounds easy. 
It is. It really is easy. It's incredibly easy to buy tickets. Have a good night tonight in a barbershop. We will. Good luck I for Saturday gonna, night. I was going to start a deathmatch barbershop quartet. Um, it's better though. I'm sick of fucking Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We're really looking forward to tonight and Saturday night and that amazing War Games match. The first time in Australia. Good luck. Oh, great interviews, boys. Fantastic. I thought yeah, so. Trust. Yeah, we yeah. did well. We did well. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Looking because forward to we had to, we had to record it on Lyle's phone, so yeah. um, I'm glad that it stood up to the test again. I'm sure it will. I'm yeah, sure it, does, it will. does well, the old Samsung on the voice recorder. Yeah, that extremely well. Hey, uh, let's get straight to the show, guys. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, things going downhill for him at the moment. Yeah, well, he's not uh, having a good run. No, he um he should invest in an Uber app. Um, for one, um, you know that's you know worrying about the safety of others and society, I guess, uh, before himself. But uh, yeah, this is the to third time. Honest, to be brutally honest, uh, he needs to go to jail. Well, I don't know if he's out yet. Um, <laughs> you're still. Yeah, unless he yeah. got, but you might have got bailed out. But um, yeah, what's it? The third time in inside ten years, uh, you know, over three and a half times the limit um, on the first and the second test. Um, no license. Yeah, no license. Yeah, no license. Yeah, shouldn't be driving. You know, definitely he shouldn't be driving. Um, obviously, he has his issues and you know, addiction. You know, it's a scary thing. He needs yeah, help, but you don't have to get behind the wheel. You oh no no no! Get behind the wheel. Not not excusing the drink driving, he, you know. And this isn't a oh, you know, I had two beers and I thought I'd be fine. This is you know, he, he was he was yeah. he was unable to take the sobriety test. He was you know almost unable to get out of the car from the police report. Um, so yeah, this is he's going home at the end of the night. Uh, that's yeah, why you got to get yourself. Uh, this is worse than me at Wrestle Rock. <laughs> Yeah, well, she gets a designated driver because he's a res- responsible adult. Um, yeah, so hopefully he gets help. You know, rehab. Yeah, yeah. WWE will pay for it, obviously. Um, <laughs> they they have that. Well, um, they, did, they did offer it to him before. Well, he yeah when well, he was look, leaving uh, WWE. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how. Um, AEW react to this because it's their problem at the moment. So they need to hopefully do what WWE do and stand by him. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, yeah, he needs all the support he can get. Yeah, you know, I'm assuming he's not going to be on Dynamite this week. And he was meant to be. No, they've cancelled the ladder match. match. Oh, they yeah, have, have they? They've, they've yeah. stopped advertising. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, good, good. Um, yeah, he just needs. You know, whatever support he needs, you know, family, friends, you know, his company behind him, um, get on top of this disease. There's a uh, a lot of smack out there on people on social media towards AEW in regards to him. And just I don't think he's on smack. No, no, no. A, a lot of the talking smack about 
AEW. Are they? And the way that they've sort of handled Jeff. I haven't seen it, Tony. You have to enlighten us. I'll just uh, I'll just say that uh, people don't believe that Tony Khan and uh, the uh, you know others there have sort of done the right thing by him. And they've what sort I've of, learned, they've let it fester too long without intervening. What I've learned over the last two years or so is that whenever something happens to someone who works for AEW, all of the WWE fans will jump on mm. AEW and give them shit. And when anything happens to someone who works for WWE, all the AEW fans will do the same thing. Um, yeah, well, it, it it's happened. It's almost when best he, to stay out of it. Yeah, it, it happened when he left WWE, like going through the crowd, and you know everyone knew he was going to AEW at that stage. So the AEW fans, supporters, were, you know, oh, well, get his drug test. You know, there's nothing wrong. He just wanted out of his contract. Obviously, there's underlying issues there. Well, that was you know, a concussion, wasn't it? Well, you know. It's... He passed that drug test. No, no, he passed the drug test. Obviously, yeah. you know, he told WWE to release it, but um, yeah, I think yeah, people just need to sit him down, and you know, it's intervention time, rehab time. It's uh, yeah. stop it's enabling him. Point... And... It, yeah, it's not the time to finger point at wrestling companies, but nah, it's nah. time for them to stop enabling the behaviour. Yeah, yeah that's well. very true. Hey, uh, great to see Jay White is the NJPW, the New Japan Wrestling Champion of the World. Your mate, Tony. Yes. Yeah, we get on extremely well. I speak to him often on the phone. <laughs> well, it's never off, so. Oh, you've broken your phone, hasn't he? <laughs> he came close. Uh, yeah, it was actually a really good match against uh, Carter at Dominion on uh, Sunday night. Um, you know, one, match of the year contender for sure. But his press conference afterwards, Tony, which luckily you weren't backstage for this yeah. time. No phones rang? No, no, no phones rang. Um, he shit on everyone. Shit on AEW, uh, the Bullet Club, you know, the, you know, slap Kenny Omega, Adam Cole. He shit know. on the Bullet Club, isn't he in the Bullet Club? No, that, 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 that side of it, um, oh. you know, AEW would. AEW wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Jay White. This is classic heel promo, you know. Kenny Omega had to leave New Japan and start a new company because Jay White was getting too big. So subtly teasing, you know, the Omega return, hopefully. Um, hopefully it's at Forbidden Door if he's right, even if he just shows up. Uh, so, yeah. Morning that we're not going to see the bigger Carter match at Forbidden Door now, or is that just like put that in the back burner? Because you don't have um, the guy they wanted him to wrestle anyway. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. You know, with this is plans change whether Jay White was going to win, regardless. N- no idea. But um, this relationship is going to go on for a long time. So you can't just burn through every major, um, you know, dream match or hot angle. I know Danielson and. Zack Sabre Jones, Tony, are probably going to yeah. have a match. They're the best uh, technical wrestler in the world. Uh, best vegan in the world. Yeah, well, that too. Well, I think Brian eats eggs now. Um, Does he? Yeah, yeah, I think it's because he's uh, protein. I, I don't, the only thing I've ever heard that's from you, so I don't know how true it is. Well, I have from my I need a sauce. Um, ketchup is good. Uh, what? Yeah, so that, that ketchup, that's a good sauce. Ketchup. America, ketchup with, Ketchup. Uh, with tomato sauce. Ketchup. 
ketchup. Um, yeah, and you got Tony's a soy sauce enthusiast. Well, yeah, cold, very cold, and it's like gone hard around the boiled dim sims. No, the no. steamed dim sims. Uh, yeah, I do have a little bit of taste. <laughs> I've seen what you're wearing, Tony. I'm not yeah. convinced you do. In my school uniform. <laughs> uh, talk to me about some injured wrestlers, boys. It's been going around. Um, yeah, the last few weeks, you got Cody with his torn pec. Punk with his broken couple of bones in his foot, apparently. Uh, Danielson missed a couple of weeks, uh, unspecified. Might have been, uh, might have been same reason we're not in the studio tonight, Tony. Uh, yeah, Matt Cardona, torn bicep off the bone. Even Bruce Pritchard's, even Bruce Pritchard's torn um, rotator rotator cuff off the bone. (laughs) I, I like when the reporter, he's like, oh, yeah, I felt it, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> he stayed, yeah, apparently he's been getting into shape. Um, yeah, start look after yourself when you're near 60, I guess. It's a good time. Um, yeah, so, you know, it seems like it happens every now and then when a couple of wrestlers get injured, a couple more go down and it, you know, plans have to change on the run. You know, big uh, pay-per-views, you know, obviously... We didn't talk about last week uh, the Cody uh, match with yeah. the pectoral off the bone, the purple. Mm. I'm not sure oh. how that gets beaten for match of the year, to be honest. Just because oh, no. of what he yeah. went through. Yeah, that definitely added to the drama of the match. Um, and yeah, him working with one arm, basically, and Seth, uh, amazing. amazing. He's a tough motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And that's not the first time. Yeah, you've seen in AEW where. You know, he actually literally got lit on fire and burned his back. Whatever, whatever the story needs or whatever. You know, he's what was that to... brutal injury he had when he had that grueling paper scissors rock match at World Series Wrestling? Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. Uh, was... How did he get injured doing paper scissors rock? No, no, no he no. went into that match with the injury. Oh, yeah, we still, you know, and we should have known then at how strong he was and how mentally focused because he pulled through and won. Mm. Um, we defended uh, his IWGP. Um, was it the American US title or <laughs> one of the titles? I don't think that's registered on cage match as an official match, but uh, yeah, it's probably on Wikipedia, Tony. Hey, I'll find it. What's what do you, what do you make of this new AEW title <laughs> and the convoluted <laughs> way that they're going to try and crown the, it? Well, you know, I yeah, you, know, you have eight guys in a mini tournament. I don't care how they crown it. They're just the what was it the Atlantic? What's it called? The you know, I like they've, not... called it, they've called it the Atlantic title, um, and then they've put Australians in it. Like, are we eligible because we're not in the Atlantic Ocean? There's no, a couple of there's a couple of flags. The yeah, there's a couple of flags that are actually on the belt that isn't uh, in the Atlantic too. Um, <laughs> this this seems like a crazy idea. You know, maybe. You know, I don't know how long it takes to get a belt made. Maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. The problem um, is TK was awake for that whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't understand it. They already have too many belts as it is. Uh, this doesn't seem like an, anything necessary. Wrestling fans wanted um, the trios title because they're setting up every TV show has got a trios match on it. Well, they've got a hundred. They've got a hundred factions, so they might as well have yeah, trios. Yeah, so I think that would have been useful. 
Well, I, I don't know. What is... Yeah, I don't know. Ho- hopefully it's uh, one and done and it gets defunct. That's, it doesn't make any sense. Do you want Terry Funk to win it? I hope so. That'd be actually good. Get him on the lineage. Good to see a couple of our boys returning home for a bit more work over here. Robbie and Brooksy. Yeah, um, they've obviously been off doing their own thing. Like Brooksy's been doing the independent circuit in the US and from all reports doing exceptionally well. And Robbie's been dominating the super juniors over in Japan. So it'd be good to see them home. And and uh, I guess nothing, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And obviously they're just great additions to any card in the country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, book the book these guys. You know, you know, get them to work with the young talent. Like Robbie has, you know, since what well, this whole year has been working with the younger younger talent across a number of promotions. I think his first match when he gets back is against Cherry Stevens at the next PWA show. Um, yeah, so I, I see it as giving back. Um, I know Brooksy. Yeah, he all reports he did dominate while he's in America at a fair few shows. So, you know. And he talked, he talked about it pretty openly and honestly in a post about, um, you know, was he unsure? Did he miss his chance with Ring of Honor? You know, the Ring of Honor contract that coincided with the pandemic and everything like that. Um, he's going to, going to go back to America later in the year, have another crack at it. Um, but, he you know, really anytime... Has... Brooks, he really handled that disappointment well with the Ring of Honor falling through. Like... Um... A lot of people could have whinged and complained and and kicked up a stink that their opportunity had gone. He didn't do that. He um he sort of hasn't said anything about it. He's just sort of got on with business and gone about trying to prove himself. And I have respect for that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful stuff. Well said. Uh, did you guys see the new EPW venue? It was on I've social seen photos. I've photos, seen yeah, photos of yeah. it. They were provided by friend of the show Kevin Chiat and it looks fantastic out at Frio Social um, from what, what I can gather venues in Perth are very difficult to come by and um, this venue size wise looks great but also the lighting and the way it was you know, the way it was set up and configured looked fantastic so really hoping that we can get across in the next 12 months and, and see it in person yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah. Also looking forward to seeing how they set up the Westgate Indoor Sports Centre for DMDU War Games. I'm looking forward to Tony. You see my plaque on the wall from when I uh, kicked 500 goals in one calendar year there. In the no, indoor I can field. see a very generic painting on the wall. Oh, in my... my, uh, in my um, <laughs> oh, that's a, in that's some study. Sort of yeah, study. Um, my bedroom. Mm. A lot of studying here, but yeah, uh, it should be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to get two rings, so the obviously the room has to be pretty big, um, you know, and a giant cage. Interesting to see the first time in Australia a War Games match. I'm pretty excited for it, and the fact that it's only yeah. ten minutes from home is even better. Even better Saturday night. Two minutes for me. Yeah. Well, my um brother's decided to turn forty, so I can't go. Oh. Selfish. What? That's very selfish. Selfish. Hmm. Another birthday next year. Yeah, apparently 40 is important. 
<sighs> so it's a war games match. I know. Can't, can't you? Isn't there some way you can stream the fortieth birthday, like on a Fight TV app or something? So you go to the wrestling and stream the birthday. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Someone could FaceTime it. Oh, the camera here you can use if you want. Oh, I don't want to know what's on it, Tony. Yeah. No. Um, mm. Is it one of those ones you have to like roll it to click it over to the next one? <laughs> it's one of those ones where you've got to you've got to put a big cloth over your head and um, hold a light globe. <laughs> Is it like and from the, the person's got to stand still for twenty minutes for the? <laughs> Is it like like from the Flintstones when the guy's got the bird and he's uh, the bird's pecking away at the the stone tablet to do it? No, it's not like that, Tony. You don't look impressed. I just want to he's, finish. He's better with technology than we are, and we give him shit like that. I think he gets <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what camera, camera uh, would it be, Tony? Uh, Sony NX5. Good broadcast camera. That sounds impressive, to be honest. I've made many a movie with it. Uh, <laughs> if we're going to ever borrow that, you have to clear the whole, wipe it clean. And I'm yeah. talking disinfected clean um, as well. Um, but yeah, back to war games, Tony. It should, yeah. it should be good. It should be good. Um, you know, Team DMDU versus Team Anti Deathmatch Party. Anti Deathmatch Party. Will have I think they're going to have a good night. Oh yeah, that, that's. Mitchell doesn't know who the who their um extra is. Fifth who man. The, one, oh, yeah. the fifth person. Yeah. Who's the fifth man? I don't I wonder know. If it's Everyone... Hogan. Could be a woman. I think it's probably Mabel. 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 Fine. Um. Is he, he's dead, dead, isn't he? No, yeah, I think he is. To be honest, yeah, but it's probably not going to be, be him. hard for be hard to be him. Yeah. Hey, if it is, oh, kudos uh, to impressive. Him. Yeah, well done. Yeah. But, but you know, you got a your Gore versus Valiant. You own a R.I.P. You know, Valiant. Yeah, he might get murdered again. Uh, hopefully, he lasts a little bit longer than he did when he lost the title. Uh, apologies for bringing that up. Uh, you know, you got our boys have got their big shot. Their last ever shot at the tag titles against misspent youth BDE. I think I think they bring it home this time, Tony. I got a feeling Big D, Big Dave's going to get glassed. Ooh, is that at the show or the after party? Both probably. Yeah, you don't want to be going out in the western suburbs. Head back to the city <laughs> after the second. Everyone's more than welcome to come back to my place if you want. Oh, <laughs> it's a tier isn't, two. Isn't site there now, still isn't COVID it? floating around your house? <laughs> no, I'll be finished by Saturday. Oh, just perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you want is you just got over COVID for the last ten days. Bring a bunch of random people over. Yeah, I'll Everyone be at Pride of I'll be at Pride of Footscray for now. Almost the after party with me. Everyone can come up to my place and get fucked up. That's what's probably going to be happening at Pride of Footscray. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone wants to party with Welshy. Um, yeah, so it should be a good night. I'm looking forward to the layout, and if it if it looks really good, uh, hopefully they can run it again because wrestling on this side of the bridge is always a winner. Yeah, well, no doubt. see ICW uh, touring from the US uh, mm. to Melbourne. They're coming out yes, of the West? They- Yes, later in the year. Is it Melbourne? Have they released the... Uh, three days, four shows all in Melbourne. Um, three days, four shows. That's, venues, that's TBA. Mm, okay. Make a weekend of it. Make a weekend of it. They can come to my place. 
<laughs> no, you, you don't want death matches. That's uh, the one time you're going to have to disinfect. Yeah. <laughs> Before and around. Hey, uh, you guys mentioned that you're heading off to uh, Williamstown tomorrow night. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, what do we think about midweek wrestling? I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all for it. And a little pop-up show. There's only three matches on the on the only card. Forty, only thirty tickets available. Yeah, so a little small. Unfortunately, yeah. we bought tickets before we were invited along. Which is uh, very hey, disappointing. Got, yeah, that's all right. We we get enough. <laughs> um, yeah, it was easy to buy two because Tony, well, yeah, he's still in lockdown, so didn't have to buy the third well, ticket. It's also his bride's birthday tomorrow. It is correct. Which is the he already couldn't come because of that. Yeah. How are you going to make it special, Tony? Oh, I've got a very special present for her. Lyle? Yes. Um, I am on annual leave. I don't, it's not a school night tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's coming out of, hopefully, comes out of uh, COVID tonight. She's tested negative the last couple of days. So hopefully that all changes and we can. She can't hear. Where are you taking her? I don't know yet. No, we'll work that out. Some little Thai restaurant in Newport. Nice. Looking the place to go. What's the meal to go to for you, Tony, when you get Thai? Uh, pork belly. Fried pork belly with broccoli and, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yep. I like it. Enjoy, mm. mate. Yeah, we will. Thank Have you. fun. She deserves it for putting up with you, to be honest. Yep, she does. Yeah. Let's go through the shows coming up. Nothing on Friday. Absolutely clear. It probably is. I probably just missed it. Saturday, though, is pretty big. ACW Redemption at the Estonian Hall in North Adelaide. QWA Dominance at the Centenary Hall in North Queensland. UPW at the Uni Bar on the Gold Coast. Queensland's busy. It is. DMDU War Games at Westgate Indoor Sports Centre in Altona. It's along where the old footy, indoor footy used to be. So where yeah. the new basketball courts are? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm, sure, three we, basketball yeah. courts I'm sure we asked. I'm sure we asked during our interview earlier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, you'd be there, so you'd know. <laughs> yeah, know when, you when you edit it, when you edit it, Tony, you'll know where exactly right. how they're setting it up. And TCW Reckoning at Alfred Sports Centre in Launceston. All I'm saying is, don't go to the reception centre at the front because it's probably not there. You'd just be great gate crashing someone's wedding. Oh, so you go there for a few warm up drinks. Might be a good night. Mm. Yeah. I know the bride. Um, yeah. Imagine leaving a side door open and then a, all of a I sudden that... during, during a dance, the death match just breaks out. It, it, uh, it just spills out from the from the back into the reception centre. That would be very yeah. cool. There's already I a photographer there. The DMDU crowd are wearing similar attire to a wedding, though. So that could be an issue, the dress code. Yeah, very true. That is that is very true. Uh, that's well, it. If you if you, well, do do. Have rece- if you have a reception in Altona, I don't it, think dress code. It's is a there. wedding in a, it's a wedding in Altona. I'm pretty sure that death matches break out at those pretty often. <laughs> Wrestling t-shirts are encouraged. That's very um, true. At a wedding reception in Altona. That is very uh, very true. Apologies to anyone that's listening that uh, had their wedding reception at the Westgate Sports Centre. Um, yeah, tell us yeah. how it was on the in We'd the, love to on know. the socials. We'd love to know. Hey, uh, have a great have a great night getting your interviews tomorrow, boys. 
I look forward to hearing them and playing them to everyone on Thursday when we release the show. And if we don't release the show, it means we didn't get any interviews. That means that Lyle's phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nah, the phone the phone will be fine. It's uh, never let us down this one. So Yeah, beauty. Yeah. Just gotta make sure I uh, plug the microphone in before I hit record. See you I'm Saturday, Lyle. I'll see you Saturday, mate. Hey, get a lift, get dropped off, have a few drinks, and I can drive you home. It's that easy. A walk. It's that easy. I'll see you at Pride of Footscray afterwards. Yeah. You walk there and I can drive you home. Oh, you're uh, good idea. Be safe. There's no point good in it, you know. By the time we get out of there, you know, twelve thirty a.m. Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we stay back. You know, if we get into the wedding, yeah, yeah, morning, yeah, you know, correct. Yeah. We'll close like that down as well. The wedding crashes. <laughs> the wedding singers. We could be the wedding singers. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind watching you sing. To be honest, Tony. Hey, you can scrub up on your MCing at a wedding. You done that before? Yeah, a couple. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I've got a couple coming up too. <laughs> You're a busy man. I yeah, am. All right, that's it. I'm going to go. <laughs> All right. Catch you tomorrow night, mate. All the best. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Turnbuckle.